Welcome to Kim Reads and Talks. Now you will hear Kim read a chapter from the book Beyond the Echo Cavern, written by Brianna Teschendorf. Enjoy. Chapter 20, Into the Darkness. It didn't take long before the three adventurers reached the end of the passage, which held, as Nicanor had told them, a carefully concealed door. I believe if we just push here, said Charlie, giving the wall a shove with a loud oomph, nothing happened. Well, this is strange, he said, puzzled, looking the wall up and down curiously. It hasn't been opened in years, said Annika. I think we all need to push together. Very reasonable, Annika, said Charlie, looking at her pleased. Yeah, you need my muscle, said Gabe with a nod to himself. The three children positioned themselves on the wall. Charlie counted to three. And on three, they all pushed with all their might. This time the door did move, but only about three inches. They could see only solid darkness through the crack. Gabe put his ear against it to listen but could hear nothing except for a soft whistling of wind in the distance. Let's push in again in one, two, three, said Gabe, and they all gave another heave. Again, the stone only moved a couple of inches, and the light from their side of the tunnel shone through, revealing nothing except more dark tunnel. One last time, said Annika, then we can squeeze right through. Right, agreed Charlie. And again, on three, they pushed with all their might. This time, Gabe let out a and Charlie joined in. They pushed harder than ever. Suddenly, the door swung open and the children all fell over on top of one another. It worked, Gabe stated the obvious, and they all started laughing. We have to shut it again, too, said Annika, when they had stood up and brushed themselves off. Why? asked Charlie. Because of the snakes, of course, said Annika. We don't want them sneaking in there to attack the others. Phew. Okay, let's do this, said Charlie. They positioned themselves on the other side of the door. And even though they were a little nervous and knew that it would be very dark indeed, once the door was shut, they still pushed with all their might. They needn't have put in so much effort, though. Though The door was easier to shut than to open, and it swung shut in one push. Okay, now we are on our way, whispered Charlie. They leaned with their backs against the door. They needn't have worried about light, however, as their staffs from Sephora began to glow brighter than ever in the complete darkness, lighting a five-foot circle around them. It was very comforting. There is nowhere to go except forward, said Annika. Then forward we go, concluded Charlie. Charlie was the first to take a step forward. Gabe and Annika followed behind. And although the children began slowly, they were soon walking at a normal pace down the long car corridor before them. 
It seemed like they walked for ages and ages down that one passage without variation. Sometimes it curved a little to the right or left, but for the most part, it went straight on ahead, going slightly downhill, all the while getting deeper and deeper. Generally, there was a clear path before them. How it had gotten there was a mystery. There were stactylites growing down from the ceiling and stalgamites growing up from the floor, sometimes more and sometimes less. They were both beautiful and strange. They cast long shadows and looked like cities or choirs of misshapen people. The path was mostly clear of cave formations, but it wasn't perfectly smooth either. Now and then there were large boulders to go around or climb over. Sometimes the path took a steep dip down. In parts it was very narrow and the three had to go single file. Charlie usually took the lead. The ceiling of the passage was about six feet above their heads. The children did, did not get bored with the walking because their senses were taught, all the time expecting danger to appear in the path ahead of them. This tension made their tummies feel upset, and so they did not get hungry, even though it was certainly past their normal dinner time. They spoke very little, and if they spoke, it was always in a whisper. They were afraid to let their voices carry too far off into that darkness, possibly alerting whomsoever that they were coming. Still, the reality that they would sooner or later have to face their enemies was clear to them, and this thought never left their alert minds for a second. Regardless, they did get sleepy, and their feet began to hurt. Can we stop now? asked Gabe. Let's push ourselves just a little further, said Charlie, who was nervous about going to sleep in that narrow cavern. My feet are killing me, whined Gabe dramatically. I'm worn out too, Charlie, said Annika, who could have gone on further, but felt sorry for her little brother. Please, you guys, Charlie pleaded, just a little bit more. Fine, agreed Gabe. They trudged on, but Gabe was slow, and Annika kept pace with him. It wasn't long before the two fell behind Charlie, who suddenly stopped. Good night, what is this? asked Charlie, facing the wall on their right side. What is it, Charlie, what is it? asked Gabe, finding new energy and running up to him. What are you looking at? This crack in the wall? Gabe asked indignantly. Yeah, answered Charlie, without further explanation. Why is that so special, Charlie? Annika asked. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> when she caught up to the boys and observed the crack. It was a crack running horizontally along the wall for about 20 feet. And in the middle, it grew about three feet wide. The bottom of it. The bottom of it was about four feet off the ground. I think we could sleep in there, he explained. Huh? Considered Gabe looking at it. I would never have thought of that, Annika was impressed. It seems like it would be safer than sleeping here in the middle of the path. 
that way, no one can come along and trip over us in the dark. Charlie further explained himself, shrugging and looking from Annika to Gabe for their reaction. His freckles were dark green in the glow-warm light and stood out on his face more than ever. Or slither over us, Annika agreed. It looks hard to climb up, though. I will give you a boost, Annika, offered Gabe helpfully. Annika untied her pillow and set it up on the ledge. Gabe and Charlie linked their hands together to support her foot. They gave her a shove and she slid nicely into the crack. Gabe moved down a few feet and had no problem. <coughs> Excuse me. Gabe moved down a few feet and had no problem scrambling into the little bed. He put his pillow next to Annika's and then scooted down on his bottom to help Charlie into the crack by holding his hand as Charlie heaved himself up. Charlie put his head by Gabe's feet and they all laid in the crack in a row. Let's all scoot in as far as we can, whispered Charlie. Maybe you should hand me your lights and I will cover them with my sweatshirt. Gabe and Annika willingly shoved their staffs up to Charlie. Luckily, his sweatshirt was dark. It covered the lights very well. The darkness was very dark indeed. Annika felt sorry for Charlie, who seemed far away. She reached her hand into the crack and could feel no end. So she whispered to Gabe, Why don't you come here next to me on the inside, and then Charlie can scoot closer to us? Sure, said Gabe. What? asked Charlie. I'm going to scoot into the crack next to Annika so you can come closer to us, Gabe explained. and began to scoot in, first swinging his legs in and turning around so his head was facing the same way as Annika's. Charlie pushed his way up to the two of them so they were all lying more or less together. That's better, said Annika. These pillows are surprisingly comfortable, said Charlie. Gabe, can you feel the back of the crack? Annika asked him. He reached his hand back as far as he could and even scooted a little more towards the inside and then suddenly jerked it back. No, he shivered. What if something lives back there? Annika and Charlie shivered with him at the thought and Gabe pressed himself as close to Annika as he could. You are pushing me off the edge, Gabe, Annika scream whispered, pushing herself back. Nothing lives back there, said Charlie, composing himself. I know it. I feel safe about this crack. You cannot possibly know it, Annika scream whispered again, feeling almost panicked with the fearful thought of something back there. Call it instinct, Annika, said Charlie in an annoying voice. It's okay, Annika, said Gabe. I will protect you. He rolled over and put one arm around her. Oh, our pillows smell good, he whispered, now having his face in his. Mmm, they do, Annika said, smelling hers. It makes me feel better. Yes, very nice, Charlie agreed. The scent of the pertamine flowers did have a relaxing effect. Soon they forgot their many fears 
and drifted into a sleep that was almost comfortable. Thank you for listening to Kim read a chapter from the book Beyond the Echo Cavern by Brianna Teschendorf. Beyond the Echo Cavern is available in print and digital form on the website diversebreakthrough.com. That is diversebreakthrough.com. If you want to show your appreciation, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review so more people can discover Kim Reads and Talks. Thank you and come back tomorrow for yet another chapter.